Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Smash Pop. Welcome to Smash Pod Live. Thank you. Thank you. The podcast, The Guardian are calling, 20 minutes too long. <laughs> they genuinely said that. Yeah. So we're going to work on that this evening. Can you believe that? 20 minutes too long. Fuckers. Anyway, we're going to talk about a film called Bullseye. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it? Hands up, you've seen it. Wow, everybody's seen it. Can you believe it? Well, to join me to talk about Bullseye, I've got comedians, comedy actors, both under those lists. David Reed and Paul Litchfield. Round of applause, please. Take a seat in the microphone. Here we Hello. are. Oh, it's on. It's on. Hello. It's on. It's good. I'm going to refer to my uh, in the DVD of Bullseye, which none of you have bought, thankfully. <laughs> have you anyone bought it? No, of course not. One person back there, okay. You get this tiny booklet that doesn't even fit in the DVD. <laughs> when you open the box, it falls out. And if there is any kind of, uh, you know, omen to what you're about to see, it's a book that doesn't fit properly and falls out. But it has some tidbits, yeah, that we're going to talk about later. But thank you, Paul and David, for coming. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. That's David. I just feel that this is some sort of community service that I've been... <laughs> Embroiled into, yeah. Well, you are, you are. So, what, had you seen it before? No. Um, when you asked me to do this show, mm -hmm. I uh, bought it on iTunes for two pound fifty. Christ! So I've now seen it twice this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I regret all of my life choices. I actually contacted you and said, "Do you have a copy?" Yes, went, and no, I said, I "No." To download it for two pound fifty, and, and I you went, said, two pound fifty. I refuse. <laughs> it's like the ring. Uh, it is a lot like the ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're all going to be dead in a yeah. week. So enjoy it. Uh, Michael Wynn is dead now, isn't he? He Roger is Moore's dead. dead. Michael Caine's shitting himself because he's been in Bullseye. <laughs> the curse of Bullseye. Yeah. Michael Winner is dead. Yeah. Jenny Seagrove isn't. Mm. Watch out, Jenny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a proper thing. You know, well. Career-wise, fucking curse, isn't it? Is it? Well, Kane got the Oscar. <laughs> Can't forget that. Uh, so, uh, did you enjoy it, Paul? You've just you've just seen it. What do you? I just consult my notes. 
Paul was asking me earlier what it was like. I couldn't tell him. No. It's like it's like leading a cow to an abattoir. No, 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 no. Is it, is it, does it hurt when you get the bolt gun on the head? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just... They, they say, apparently, that um, an infinite number of monkeys can write, at some point, the complete works of Shakespeare. Uh-huh. That was written by one macaque. <laughs> a macaque-handed macaque. A cack-handed macaque, yeah. which is also a Hanna-Barbera cartoon yet to come. <laughs> yeah. A cack-handed macaque that was in the middle of medical experiments. That's, that, that's the best review I or, can give. As that he's film. known, Michael Winner. Michael Winner, yeah. As he's known, Michael Winner. Yeah. 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 Well, this is uh, Michael Winner wrote it with somebody else, and then lots of other established comedy writers have a stab, like Marx and Gran. Yeah. Mm. Your yeah. Gran. Everybody. <laughs> they all had a go. In fact, a uh, member of the audience here, Joel Morris, top comedy writer, he was offered to have a go at this when he was 19. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Literally everybody had a go. It was like the village bike of comedy scripts. <laughs> and somehow it got made. Imagine that these days. Bloody hell. So we start off with um, Michael Caine's in prison. Yes, he is. As well he should be after making <laughs> this. Uh, but he's in prison and he's about to be released. Yeah. And his name's Sydney. His name is Sydney, and he's a darts player. We Actually, learned. I tell a lie. It doesn't start with that. Does no, it, it doesn't. With it Hickler starts with the and, other um, two. Uh, whatever the fucking Baverstock. Baverstock and Hitler. Yeah, well, uh, ba- uh, which one's which? I can't remember now. Uh, so who lost? Uh, Hitler is Michael Caine yes. he's doing, doing his, his experiment. phenomenal American accent. Which he won an Oscar for. Don't forget, he didn't change it for Side Owls Rules, did he? <laughs> he did the same thing. <laughs> he got an Oscar. <laughs> if this had got submitted to the Academy... This would be an Oscar-winning film. I love how this film uh, put together Roger Moore and Michael Caine for the first and last time and really played to their strengths of doing accents. Did anyone notice Roger Moore was doing a Cockney accent? Yes. I mean, I barely did the first time I watched it. Did you know they wanted to work together for 30 years? Wow, and how long did it take, ultimately, in ADR? Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is what it, this is what came out. I mean, it's like saying I really want to drive a car, and then you just drive it into a quarry and die. <laughs> and isn't it ironic? Isn't it? Um, don't you think? Um, oh. Yes. I mean that. Poor them. Really. Really. Never have dreams. That's the moral of that lesson. I tell you one thing. Never worked again, did they? Never worked no, again. I think that. they all did it genuinely for the catering. Because yeah, Why? because Roger Moore was a big fan of. I mean, if you've ever read his autobiography, my word is my bond. Everything he talks about is, and I had a wonderful snail salad. <laughs> everything is constant. He was once uh, uh, when he was um, <laughs> he was he was touring around doing publicity for his book, and he was in Torquay, and a local newspaper took a picture of him and went snapped. James Bond eating a Scotch egg. And he wrote back to the talkie Herald and went, actually, it was a ham hock tureen. <laughs> he was that upset about it. Bullseye. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Anyway, no, no, the reason why they did it was because of food. Well, because yeah. Michael Winner is was a, a restaurant critic. Restaurant critic. And winner's dinners. Winner's yeah. dinners. And, uh, and watching this film still was a restaurant yes, critic. Yes, absolutely. Now, that man has had more spittle in his food than anyone else. And I think when I looked at that, film i sort of saw that as exactly the same thing everyone spat in that film can i tell you a At fact that will point. blow your mind yeah yes. go on please do. right this is taken from the official tiny bullseye book it should be called the tiny book of bullseye in <laughs> fact i'm saying it is now uh this is from michael kane 
A lot of the locations were chosen by Michael Winner. Due to their proximity to restaurants, he'd earlier identified as being places we should have lunch. We had the most wonderful meals and often took long lunch breaks at our director's insistence. Luckily, they got all the coverage they needed, though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know the best story? No. I was dining at the French Horn in Sonning in Berkshire when the chief constable of Thames Police, along with Roger and Michael, this is Michael Winner saying this, and Eddie Kidd, our stunt rider, came tearing up outside on his motorbike rehearsing his scenes. I guess Eddie Kidd did the mo motorbike scenes, everybody. Look what happened to him. The curse of bullseye. Again. <laughs> I looked down at the call sheet for the next day to inform the chief constable of our timings and noticed Eddie had a car picking him up. We're picking him up in a car? How on earth are we going to pick Eddie up in a car? He's the stunt rider and we're giving him a chauffeur. I was then quietly informed that he'd been banned from driving. And there he was, whizzing up and down past the chief constable in total breach of the law. Had I have known earlier, I don't think I would have employed him. Well, they wanted to originally call this film Train of Thought. Isn't that a better, better title? Ooh, Train of Thought. Or as yeah. a pun? No, I mean, even work as a pun? Well, they're on a train. They're on the Orient Express Ooh. to Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally, Train of Thought was supposed to be the Orient Express to, to wonderful passage new and, uh, yeah. again, a gourmet jolly that they could all go on. This was supposed to be like a multi-European city adventure. Right. And ended up London and Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. Barbados just tacked on at the end Why after not? the Why film not? had already finished. <laughs> Did they actually go to Scotland or is it just stock footage? Uh, oh, most wonderful points, stock, stock library footage. footage, isn't it? Yes. Stock footage. Stock library footage, yeah. 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 It's wonderful. It was completely from the 1960s, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so he's found this um, eureka. Oh, right he's start. had a eureka okay. moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's found the secret formula of ever long energy. To fusion somehow. C cold fusion. What TF? Turned out he just had to put the beakers he had in the water. In the water. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had the curly straws around them, didn't That's they? Right. Hang on, sorry, so, sorry. David, I know on the last podcast we found out you were associated with scuba diving. Are you associated with science? Um, I am the son of two scientists, yes. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Amazing. So the beakers went in the water. The what beakers then? went in the water. And this, see, what happens then is the data goes into the disk drive. Right. <laughs> and that reminds you what you've done to get to this point. Yeah. And is that wet Ooh. data? That's Ooh. wet data. That's wet data at that yes. stage, isn't it? Yes, that's right. Until you convert it back into science. Yeah. And I suppose that's dry data. That's then, then dry, data, dry data, which has a value on the open market. It does. <laughs> it clearly yeah. does. Over my head. I don't know about you. <laughs> Sorry, Blimey. we went off on one. Sorry, we were just like you a did. pair of boffins then. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm... laughs> it's like being on Tomorrow's World. <laughs> a cancelled programme. Yeah, one for the kids there. <laughs> My uncle was on Tomorrow's World once. Really? Yeah. What as? A paedophile. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was warning the future generations about sex offenders. No, um, he was doing something to do with ball cocks. So he right. was a paedophile? No, no. Oh, no. Possibly. We don't talk anymore. Who did he talk to? Who, uh, who was it was it? in the days of um, Maggie Philbin. Oh, wonderful. Right. Wonderful. Keith Chegwin had her. Can we say that? Curse of Bullseye. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. He watched you can Bullseye say people had people if they're dead. You've got ten rule. years. You've watched Bullseye. <laughs> he fell asleep in a bowl of soup once. Do you know that? How did he not drown? He was very drunk. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which 
acts as an aqualog. Have you seen the film Waterworld where he develops the... I've seen it many, many times. The gills. He doesn't develop the gills. He He's does. got the gills at the beginning of the film. Well, I actually think he got them. <laughs> he, he evolved. He was the new kind of man. Thank you. Uh, he has that for soup. Anyway, uh, so... Oh, what a loss to mankind. Well, yeah. I, I, I suspect, and I suspect, ladies and gentlemen, that he's being experimented on every <laughs> As with Hitler's brain. Right. And Einstein's genitals. <laughs> what? You know, the, you know the conspiracy theory yeah, yeah, about I've Einstein's heard, yeah, genitals. Yeah, I've heard of all, the, all this. Did Einstein have kids? Uh, no. Why not? I'm, I'm just taking an executive decision on that. I have no idea. Do you think it was being near radiation a lot? Was he near radiation? He was near the idea of radiation. He invented the nuclear bomb, David. <laughs> I mean, it was all it was all maths, wasn't it? He yeah. said, "I am Shabba, Daddy of War." Or that something. is not him. <laughs> was him. That is not him. It was him. He said, "It doesn't take a me to figure that out." He. It wasn't my. Oh, good lord. My name is. Albert Einstein, Destroyer of Worlds. That Hear me roar. That's Hear me it. roar. If yeah. I could, I'd do By the lion bars. Like, yeah, exactly. I'll do the lion the Bla- Lionel Blair thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Lionel Blair thing? Yeah, he does that. I'm so confused. Yeah, Give us a clue. One right. for the kids. Okay. <laughs> it was on just after tomorrow's world. Um, so, oh God, we haven't even started. Yet. No, no, we, we haven't. haven't. We haven't got past the first Let, picture. Let's, let's race through the film like the film did. <laughs> So they're on these motorbikes. Do you want me to describe what's happening in the podcast every two minutes, just so everyone knows? Yeah, please. Uh, so basically, Michael Caine as uh, Hitler. Hitler, um, yeah. He, he makes cold fusion. Apolf Hitler. That's it. It's good. I don't think laughing. That's a good name. Uh, it, it's not awkward. Um, he goes out, and Roger Moore's having an interview with a saucy journalist. Mm. See, I missed this because I had to go to the toilet here in this kind of labyrinthian toilet system. I felt like I was going to meet Hoggle. <laughs> oh, in an oubliette. Which is funny because when you first meet Hoggle in Labyrinth, what's he doing, ladies and gentlemen? Gassing fairies. No, he's not gassing fairies. He is gassing fairies. What's he doing, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you very much. And then he gasses some fairies. Yeah, but he's having a wee first, David. You're right. Anyway. I'm sorry. Um, it's Hoggle. Hoggle is no one's friend. This is good. Thanks. It's the Any only Ludos one I do. out there? No. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Labyrinth Pond. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Henson was in Bullseye. No, he wasn't. Uh, he did the curse dogs. of Bullseye. Uh, so yeah, Michael Caine goes out to excitedly tell Roger Moore, and then realizes that they can make money out of it. So he t- him and Roger Moore pretend that the experiment was a complete failure. Mm. Mm. And, yeah. and and the, the seasoned face. journalist falls for it, hook, line, and sinker. She does. She's just like, um, you know, sadness in his eyes. What's she called? Sky News. Uh, the, the Labrador. <laughs> Pardon? Kay Burley. Kay Burley. I was thinking of the Golden Retriever. <laughs> what was he called? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. He's French, though, wasn't he? He was French, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was probably called, like, what's the, Bouncer, isn't it? What's French for Bouncer? Le Bouncer. Le Bouncer. Boncier. Yeah, sadness in his whatever French is for eyes. So, here we are, Les K. Burley Pod. So what happens next? Les yeux. Les yeux. Yeah. Sadness in les yeux. <laughs> Which is what my local leisure centre says. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, scene one. Both say bullseye. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, they didn't say train of thought. <laughs> oh, they train didn't go with it. Yeah. Jim Bowen's train of thought. <laughs> Look what you could have thought. 
And hmm. <laughs> in hmm. That was the same joke. Yeah. Well, you just repeated what I said. Yeah. No. Here's why good. you could have won. Here's why you could have won. It's very yeah. good. Very good. Thanks very much. Yeah. Bully would be better if he was doing the kind of the thinker. Bruce Forsyth pose. It's the thinker. It's not the Bruce Forsyth. But <laughs> Bruce Forsyth was a thinker. All right. Yeah. He was copying the marble statue. He like danced with everything in his career. He danced yeah. with that marble statue. <laughs> <laughs> and Sammy Davis Jr. That's right? true. Okay. Good. So um, yeah, they both say bullseye. Yeah. And then. And we're off. We're off. And I've written down here because again I was in the labyrinthian toilet system. But Roger Moore shows some naughty photographs to a driver, and the driver gets arrested after a car crash. That's mm. right. He, he dobs him in is the important thing. We're learning a lot mm. about his character. Yeah. That he dobs in anyone he works with. Yeah. Usually within seconds of meeting them. Yeah. He's like um, any member of the Trump administration. Right. <laughs> Satire. You, see, you, you thought you came here for wank jokes. And they Did are you? <laughs> but there's satire. I didn't well. get the memo. It's not on my cliff notes. No. Well, yours are all soggy from. <laughs> hey. Come one. On. Come on. It's probably about another six to come. Come. Come, that's two. Two. <laughs> so. Stick with it. Sticky. Yeah, thanks. That's three. Uh, We've only got three to go. We've mm. got ages. We'll have to ration ourselves. We haven't even gone to the fucking film yet. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the driving. The film doesn't go into the fucking film at any point. Feels like it would, though, didn't it's it? It's just endless exposition by Kane going, Hello, have well, you seen this bit? We should agree that... I'm, the- I'm not sure I fucking have. <laughs> and I'm in it twice. The winner of this film is uh, ADR, isn't it? It it's, really is. Yeah, ADR yeah. is the Does winner. everyone know what we mean by ADR? It's additional dialogue recording. And Diamonds... What? what? <laughs> and Diamonds, diamonds Reservoir. <laughs> no, additional dialogue recording. It's basically salvage work. Whenever you hear any dialogue where you can't see the lips moving, that has been done afterwards. By True. Anne Diamond. By Anne, Anne Diamond. Diamond. Um, and it is to either either help the rhythm, if we're being generous, <laughs> because the, scene, the last line of dialogue happened and someone just walked away and then they cut and it's awkward. So they have somebody going, oh, I think we should go to lunch. And that, that sort of helps it along. Or it's because it makes no fucking sense. Yes. And, and this film is, is in- a tale. <laughs> you know how when you glue a smashed vase together, it's still a vase? Yes. I feel this is a smashed vase that is mostly glue. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's been put back together, it's like that. <laughs> right. He's flipping it's just the to the audience. The right. I'm doing the middle finger yeah, yeah. for those at home. Chortle, chortle, a it's reader. It's phenomenal. I do not believe Michael Caine's voiceover was in the original script. No. Not at all. No. This not was all improv in ADR, wasn't it? <laughs> it was all improv in ADR. You can imagine Michael Winner pressing the button like, <laughs> We've all had a lovely crepe, Suzette. <laughs> no. Michael, darling, this Michael, scene makes no sense. Could you possibly make some fucking sense? <laughs> Out of the fever dream I've just had. Very pretty much partisan on my toast or something. I don't fucking know. Eddie Kid, will you stop riding up and down the road? <laughs> One day, Eddie Kid, you're gonna get into a terrible accident. That's what he said. And Eddie Kid said, Yeah, right, whatever. Michael Winner was right. Genuinely hands hands up and then cut off your hand. <laughs> if you could follow that plot. 
Exactly. Nobody. No, it's no. impossible to follow the entire thing. My favourite bit, and I'm sure we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. In your itemised list of everything that oh happened God, in my the list film, is, terrible. Um, is where where Michael Caine and Roger Moore in kilts are chasing Michael Caine and Roger Moore in kilts through a crowd of people in kilts, <laughs> and and the voiceover is forced to say. I mean, even I found this a bit confusing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's not even a fucking chance that you know what is going on. <laughs> it was like the Muck Matrix. It was. <laughs> it was. It was exactly like mm. that. Uh, so, so, scene two. Scene t- Well, oh, God, scene is that two. really it? Um, oh, Christ. So, Michael Michael Caine is in prison, as we said earlier. Yes. And one, yeah. he says bullseye, as we said earlier, because he gets bullseye on a dartboard. Now... Bear with me. I mean, it's going to sound outrageous, but right. hey, that's going to come into play later. All right, so store that in the back of your mind. He's good at darts. So he gets his dartboard and he's released from prison. Mm. And he goes out of prison and he goes to visit his house. Can I say, just it seems churlish of him to take the dartboard with him when it brought so much joy to the yes, other inmates. Absolutely. They've got they've got nothing else, have they? He's just they got have his actually. It's called what anal sex. <laughs> I mean, he's left them most of the darts, to be fair. But he's the band. <laughs> the, the band, the darts. Yeah. That's yeah. right. They're yeah. still in there. How, in the back. how quickly do you think they got to the title of Bullseye? It was originally Train of Thought, so obviously that was abandoned. And then they just went, pick a fucking game? And Does then that we're... mean... I mean, if he was good at golf, could they, would the whole film be called Bogey? Well, are you saying that in the I original don't... draft, his, uh, his superb this. skill that Michael Caine had in prison was... An incredible train of thought yeah. <laughs> that he demonstrates in that first scene and then uses to defeat the bad guy. He's had a scene end. like in Shawshank Redemption where he's about to be buggered. Right. He talks himself out of it, you know, saying, if you were to stick a knife in my head, I would bite on your penis. Right. And someone would say, that's an incredible train of thought you've got. Right, that's right. And then he's repeatedly buggered for the rest of the film, isn't yeah. he? Better film. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. No Patsy Kensit there. <laughs> We're jumping ahead there. Oh, we are. I can't wait to get to that bit. Because uh, <laughs> it's one of my favourite bits in the film. Um, so, yeah, he goes to his home, and we get a lovely joke. I thought it was a lovely joke, considering this film's got two of them. It's a lovely joke where he knocks on his door, and his house falls down. Yeah. And Sally Kirkland, from the MASH film, right? Right, not, not, yes, yes, not, yes, yes. Not your instant potatoes, but MASH, the <laughs> army film. Thanks, Paul. Um, she arrives, and his house falls down. Right? It's Buster Keaton. It's straight Probably out of Buster, Buster Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. Michael Winner thinking, fuck Buster Keaton, I can do better than that. I, I got Michael it. fucking Kane. I could do it in colour. Yeah. <laughs> what did that cunt Keaton have? <laughs> Black and white. I've got Kane and colour. The house falls down, and then Michael Kane says to Sally Kirkman, I come from a broken home. Yeah. Fair dues, that's a good joke. Yeah, it's all right, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, come on. To be honest, he seems rather flippant about the loss of his home. And I think that's where the joke falls flat. He's come out of prison. He's just come out of prison and lost everything. To a starving man. <laughs> right. A packet of Monster Munch as a banquet. But his former home is just the front of his house. <laughs> the back and the sides and the interior a- have gone. So are we led to believe that Sydney grew up just the front of a house? He grew up uh, behind dung, the facade of an end terrace. Yeah, <laughs> just he walked through the door and then he actually lived in went a camping. If you went in there, it was Sykes. <laughs> Eric Sykes and Hattie Jakes died that day. For that oh, joke. Oh, don't, don't oh. even, please. And if this film had done better, we would have got that prequel. We would. 
Bullseye colon Sykes. They did. They did genuine. They were once. Um, I think it was. Uh, I don't even think it was. Um, it was just something. Anyway, they were both. Uh, Kane and Moore were uh, a tiny little news bulletin uh, when they were filming Bullseye, and they said, um, "Are you enjoying it?" And they went, "Yeah." <laughs> and, and the reporter said, "Would you do any more?" And Kane said, "Yeah, we're going to do Bullseye too." And Roger Moore goes, "Double tops." <laughs> and then looks in the camera, like, oh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. and then they both have to fuck off back to set. It's amazing. But how does Roger walk away? Oh, he walks away like a little teapot. <laughs> yeah. See, Roger was always the prankster. And we should say, it's a year ago today since he passed away. Yeah, today. That's right. And and, and you would I've... think that I'd planned today to do that, you know, to have a sort of anniversary, but I didn't. Well, what better way to remember Roger Moore <laughs> than to watch him repeatedly dying on screen? <laughs> <laughs> Had I have known, I would have shown something better did. like Spice World. <laughs> right. This was fine. Anyway, so Roger goes with Sally Kirkland. Oh, sorry, not Roger. Michael goes with Sally Kirkland. Yes. Because she has got a plan. Right. And what is her plan? Her plan, right, okay. Her plan is to steal diamonds from a safety deposit box because she, no, she knows that their doppelgangers, who it's never explained why their doppel, it's never explained or commented upon. This is upon. like working at a three-two-one clue. Yeah, but it's never. I've just, I've just thought of this. It's never explained or commented upon why that both their doppelgangers, when there's only supposed to be one in the world, yeah, apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. hang out together. Hang on, wait a minute. You say doppelgangers, but you're forgetting. Like one of them has got a big nose, right? And the other one's got grey hair and a moustache. What? The entire film they is look nothing with, like each other. They say there is one person in the world who looks exactly like you, but let's not talk about that. Let's look talk about one who looks a bit like me, but with a with a far better nose. Yeah, yeah. That's not what. I mean, they never get over that. Do but they? if you looked in the dictionary of doppelgangers, one right. wouldn't say they look. You know, one's got a bigger nose. No, you have to look exactly the same. One of them has a believable accent. <laughs> That he won an Oscar for. And the other sounds like he's suffering from an aneurysm. Well, so, I, Roger well, Moore arrives, and we, we find like out... This, and the other character I do sounds like this. <laughs> he's a cockney. Call you don't understand because you're not from governor, the streets. Et I'm from London. <laughs> North London. Watford. And uh, people talk like that there. I'm right? sure they do. They do. Uh, so, Roger arrives, and we find out that he's, uh, he's prone to double-crossing, isn't he? Yeah. He loves a double cross. Well, He's it, like Russia. See more satire. <laughs> mm. there, there is. Have no you heard of Russia? Sorry, no. carry on. There's no love between the two. Um, well, crooks, really, Michael. They, they Michael don't strangles have that proper him. Bravado, that sort of like we're in it together throughout the entire film. No, they're just sort of similarly horny. Yeah, well, you know, they're definitely and always they bond over that. horny. Yeah, they bond well, over how horny they are all the yeah. time. We find out fairly quickly and through a few times in the film that Michael did not go to prison for strangling anyone to death. Right. He's terrible at strangling people. He literally just holds his hands near the neck and moves back and forth like he's trying to ejaculate. Until anybody speaks. Yeah. And, and then he stops. And do you you double-crossed me. <laughs> do you think Roger Moore was asked to sort of go for the James Bond-based double entendres? He must have, surely. Everything is as well. I wouldn't mind looking through a window. It's just, just anything at any point. It's just at one point you just look like he's going to walk around and fuck midair. 
Yeah. He's just that desperate for any form of contact with anyone. And after a while, the double entendres have paled out. It's just, I'd walk on that carpet and fuck it. I don't know anymore. I want to have sex with anything. They're getting their money's worth out of his eyebrow. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah. His one yeah. eyebrow. His one yeah. eyebrow that he does. Which is on catgut being pulled. So, <laughs> like Mr. Ed's mouth. So, uh, yeah, so that's part of their, uh, as part of their deep cover. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> looking at my notes, Mr. Ed's mouth, I'm out. You're done. You're done. I mean, is that seriously all of your notes? Yeah, that was it. Well, most of it is just why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why. You were fucking proudly showing me in the pub that you'd made notes. Yeah. Well, Jesus Christ. It's just notes on you. Okay. 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 So uh, they have to go undercover as uh, Babastock and uh, Hitler. Have to. And uh, one of the, we get a little joke here where um, where uh, Roger Moore's character Babastock yes he has to go to a gentleman's club. Oh, we're at that uh, bit, yes. yeah. right? Well, yes, they bet each other that they can go to a gentleman's club. <laughs> I, yeah. forget, I forget the details. Oh, we should also say sorry before that that um, Michael Caine has had nose surgery and he doesn't know who Michael Jackson is. Oh yeah, That's yeah. We get, right. a, we get a Michael Jackson and Madonna reference because in this? Michael Jackson was an overnight success. And <laughs> yes, it's not like he was famous from a child or anything. No, and so if you'd been in prison for three years, you would never have heard of Michael Jackson. To be fair, Michael Caine is what they call these days a gammon. <laughs> uh, he would have no interest in your in your Michael Jacksons. Right, he'd be more interested in your Max Bygraves. <laughs> of course. Now that is fair. That is fair. But he, he, no, he does not know who Michael Jackson is. So he Be goes fair, to a gentleman club, and this is the type of gentleman club that has a PA system to announce your intentions. <laughs> yes. Is there any other kind? He's here to fuck! <laughs> Basically. He, I mean, even Kane gets it, but obviously he's here to not be fucked. I mean, is this that, it's that signpost. Oh, he gets fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Roger Moore gets nookie. Can I say that? Is that fair? Uh, but that's exactly what Roger Moore would have said. Nookie. I had a little bit of Nookie. In 1990, we were all about Nookie, weren't oh, we? Nookie mad. Nookie and romping. Nookie bear. Well, that's another matter. <laughs> he was all about that. I feel Nookie is outdated by 1990. Do you reckon? Yeah. Well, we, 1990 stonk. Well. <laughs> <laughs> stonk. Do the stonk. Come on, hail and pace. Are you with me? Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, stonking. It. Do the stonk. Put a red nose in your conk. <laughs> oh, I have the vaguest recollections of this. Comic relief. Come on. Yeah. It's it helps Africans. <laughs> all of them. All stonk. Of them. And look they how the well stonk. they're doing now. Yeah, lovely. They're having more sex than us. Stonking. Well, currently, right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, stonk stonker was an erection thing, wasn't it? In the early nineties, it was like I've got a stonker. Is that right? Yeah, it was like a cultural icon. It was a landmark. Was it? It was a landmark. Yeah. You, could, you could meet by it. <laughs> well, there was no mobile well, phones then, wasn't there? There were no mobile you phones. Were, you were yeah. never going to be late, were I'll you? meet you by the stonk. You got five minutes to meet me by the stonk. And if you're not there in well, half an down, hour, we're off. I'm going to um, our price. <laughs> and you can find me around the CDs. Huh? You tell kids that now. They don't they believe, don't believe you, would they? Don't believe you. It's like the, the one Yorkshireman. The one Yorkshireman sketch. I've done that sketch in Dune Castle where they filmed um, Holy Grail. Have you? Yeah. The one Yorkshireman sketch. The one Yorkshireman sketch. <laughs> no, there were three others there. Oh, were there? Yeah, yeah. We did it for Python Con. Python Con? Yeah. Wow. It's just a little side note. Get that. Yeah. There you go. Didn't get a round of applause, they no, did. No, it didn't. Should have done. It didn't. It was fun. Had a good day out. You people. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> they want all the bullseye trivia. That's what they really want. Hey, guess what? Guess what, what lads? You won't believe this, right? Michael Caine sees that Rogers had a nice time at his gentleman's club. Yes. So he goes to uh, Hitler's club. Hitler's. I'm going to call him Hitler. Hitler, yeah, okay. no, fine. And guess what? Well, you think it's going to be a lady, don't you? Yes. You do, you do. It's a man. It's a man. Yeah. This is a scene straight out of um, a police academy first draft. It was, wasn't it? And. Yeah. And it's weird to think that this film was made in 1990 where six police academy films (laughs) had already come out. So they had quite a lot of source material to go, that works, that doesn't. (laughs) I don't know if source material could work both ways. Like source. Source material. And source. Well, actually, the police academy films got far less saucy after the first one. No, absolutely. The first one was The first one's uh, the Porky's, Porky, Porky Police. Yes. Mm. Porky Police. Um, um, the yeah. pigs. I think the first one yeah. genuinely has bare boobies in, it and does. then none of them ever do after it, that. It does. It ge- has genuine um, sex crimes, and then in the second one, it's far more family oriented. Well, I say by the fourth one, Citizen on Patrol is very family orientated. Yes. And then by the time you get to five, like Mahoney's left, welcome to Police Academy Pod. Mahoney leaves, goes downhill. Terrible. I quite like Miami. Do you? Yeah. What do you think about City Under Siege? Quite like it. I quite it's like no Mission one. to Moscow. Mission to Moscow. I haven't watched that. Well, I refuse to. No. It, what? It, it's an atrocity, no. Mission to Moscow. It's my favourite. It's an atrocity. Watch it? I would say the worst atrocity. How dare you, sir? Um, so yeah. Anyone who likes that film is a twit. <laughs> That's right. Absolute strong words. Twit. Yeah. But I meanwhile, back in the bloody. Back in the back, no, yeah, my yeah, point yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. Police Academy was that mm. th- that is the genre of this film. Yeah. And they get. They, it's like they're trying to make up a genre they've never seen from scratch. I'm guessing this is all a dream Michael Winner had. Right. I went to a club and there was a man and he touched me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I woke up and Jenny said, what's happened? I said, I joked I was touched by a man. 
and she gave me a quail. I something. just had some fagua, but I have a suspicion it might have been off. The rest of the film came from that moment. Yeah. I sat on the toilet feeling rather odd. Hey, presto, a film was born. I thought, how could they get to that bit where he felt up by a man? And what would happen afterwards? I was having an affair with Barbara Woodhouse at the time, and she loved dogs. I thought, let's get as many dog fucking references into this film. I'm now turning into Davros. This all happened, by the way. <laughs> Don't talk about the dogs yet. Sorry. All right, the, the dogs fucking didn't happen. No, that is definitely a dream he had. Oh, we'll get there. Um, but uh, so, Roger Moore and Michael Caine decide. I mean, we'll cut the long ways out here. But they decide they have to find these keys because they film Hitler and uh, Babastock going to their vault. Yes. Yeah. To put in their special codes, and they need a special key to get in their safety deposit box. Right. Now, one key. Right. <laughs> yes. We don't know where it is. No. But it's no. in um, whoever the fuck's house. Right. The other key is round whoever the fuck's house, house. dog's collar. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so the Rottweiler, not not the small dog. Yeah. No, not a small dog. No, not like your your, your Shih Tzu. No. Not uh, not as big as a Great Dane, but a bit smaller. Yeah. Also, the a keys are a really nice bog standard chub. They are, aren't they? Aren't they aesthetically Lovely pleasing? Lovely sturdy chub. Yeah. And tell you what, one of those dogs gets a chub later. <laughs> Don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't. He knows what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so. What does he mean? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you after. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Looking forward to that. Oh, you will. <laughs> I'll show you when we go down the labyrinth <laughs> with Hoggle. Mm. Uh, so, um, yeah, where are we? Yeah, so, so Roger Moore concocts this amazing plan after watching all the Pink Panther films. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to pretend to be Peter Sellers. Yes. Uh, which he's done before in a Pink Panther film. Has anyone seen that last Pink Panther film where he... It's called Turk Thrust the Second. Yeah. Which uh, was Brian Forbes's pretend funny name. So Roger Moore thought he'd take it. And he does this I Am Peter Sellers bit, which is he might as well just shit on Sellers' grave. It's horrendous. But he does it again in here. I'm um, going to channel 4% of Peter's talent. <laughs> but when I'm on the screen, I'm going to give you two. <laughs> <laughs> the other 98 is a bit bloated after lunch. <laughs> There's Eddie Kid. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, Roger turns up as a piano tuner. I've heard a tune near piano. Yeah. Yes. And he's got this stupid hair and uh, moustache situation, yes. but it's very funny. Seriously, it is. Um, but Michael has got a better plan. He's still in his bandaged nose from his face up, and he still doesn't know who Michael Jackson is. I'm guessing you'll find out when the papers <laughs> come out in a few years. Um, his plan is to tell a window cleaner that his boss wants to see him because he knows about his, him and his wife. No, him, him and his receptionist. <laughs> what a stone in the dark that is. His receptionist, the window yeah. cleaner's receptionist. This is a, this is How many fucking window cleaners had he tried? It's incredible. <laughs> um, and... But that works. Mm. But then he comes back very soon afterwards. Well, because he meets the Rottweiler. He does. Which has got a... Well, we, we get a, a funny joke, which I'm sure Michael Winner thought was amazing. You get this little dog, and, and Roger's... Uh, sorry, Michael's like, oh, a dog, and then a massive Rottweiler comes in. Right. With the key. So it's time to make a sharp exit, as they used to say in the adverts. Sharp. No. Okay. No. Um, you were with me for a while, weren't you? Remember the Hofmeister bear? <laughs> PKA, what happened to him? 
you remember Do you remember Quattro? Peter Kay? <laughs> Do you remember Flymos? <laughs> hey? The lawns never look so good. Minimum effort. Anyway, this podcast is sponsored by Flymo. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so they, they decide, decide the best way to go forward, of course, is to get the dog to fuck a lot. Yeah. Right, is to steal the dog. Yeah, steal the dog. Um, but still without um, Bavistock. Bavistock? Bavistock. Bavistock. Without Bavistock. Bavistock knowing that they've stolen the key, well, they, they do steal his dog for many well, hours. Dri- How do they steal the dog? So they drive a flatbed. Right. With a lady dog on it. With a lady dog on it, yeah. <laughs> Counting on the With fact. the princess from uh, Dog Tanyon on the back. Yes. Yes. So he does oh. deep cuts better than me. I was talking about Flymans. Oh. He's talking about Dog Tanyon. We can't. We we need to really quickly go forward because if we start talking about Dog Tanyon, I'm going to get very angry. Really? Why? Yeah. Oh shit. Cultural okay, misappropriation. Okay, no, 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 no. Listen, Dog Tanyon is a dog. Right. Yeah. yeah. The Muscahounds a dog. Yeah. yeah. The lady is a fucking cat. Yes. Carnu yeah. Richelieu is a fox. Yes. There are there are pigs that are guards. I mean, he's all right looking. There are a variety of animals that walk around with waistcoats and fob watches and get on with their dreary fucking lives. Yes. Uh, the little planchette is a mouse. Yes. <laughs> they all fucking ride around on horses! <laughs> the horses don't evolve. The horse stays a horse. The horse doesn't get the chance at any point to put a baseball cap on and say, I'm going to go and have some dry white fucking wine with a friend of mine maybe have a fight with a fucking skunk what would you rather it was that the I'd the... rather the horse was given the opportunity <laughs> no but to put on a frock coat and enjoy itself for once would you have preferred this children's cartoon to have dogs and cats and mice riding around <laughs> on the backs of naked men and women yes you're right it would be better that would be a lot better <laughs> an animated man they'd have to really go into detail with his penis Flopping against his I leg. Mean, they he's on to. his hands. No, they have to. Okay, they have, they have to. to. Yeah. And the horse will stand there, pointing its hoof, going ha ha ha. Oh, but that's a self-awareness that the show really didn't have. He, the horse, would just have to be like a baker or something. <laughs> kneading, kneading. <sighs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> Does that answer your all together, though? <laughs> Are you enjoying This Is Your Life? <laughs> I was. Do you know this voice? Paul, you touched me. <laughs> um, I'm the horse of Dog Tanyon. The... Do you know this voice? So the, the dog is... Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm thinking about naked men being ridden by horses. Horses. Uh, the uh, dog is uh, tempted away from Bavistock. Right. By yep. a bitch. Sorry, everybody. It is a lady dog, though. Right. Yeah. And On then the a back. series of lady dogs. Yeah, they get hungry. No, 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 no. Because no. before we get to that, we get a nun having oh, to yeah. shield children's eyes. That's, that's right. right. From yes. an actual truck being driven by with, I don't know if it's a puppet or a real thing. <laughs> I think it's a Rottweiler that's been trained to rut. And it's um, a fake lady dog. That's but that is mine. a moving vehicle. Yeah. With a Rottweiler on the back. Right. I think the the like vehicle speed. was stationary and they moved the street. Oh, wow. Perfect. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. If this, See, if that section was made in America, this is the bit where the where the homeless man with the with the drink in the paper bag drinks it and then looks at the drink like <laughs> I am surprised it away. that, that, that would be the American equivalent of the nun bit going Lucky dogs. <laughs> it's missing you. She seemed to say. Hmm. 
I'm disgusted. Is that wrong? Yet intrigued. (laughs) Battersea, here I come. Come. That's the fourth one. There we go. Fourth one. We got there. Uh, So the dog is then. uh, There's a moment which you have to think about. (laughs) If you're an actor, you're both actors, aren't you? Mm. Yes. Okay. You are, aren't you? Mm. Okay. I've worked with Nikki Lindhurst. (laughs) (laughs) All the greats. David? Burt Quok. Wow. Wow. I mean, I've not worked with him, but I do know his name. Right. <laughs> it's good. It's good. He's very. It sounds like a very sort of posh duck. I'd imagine he is. <laughs> I imagine he is to work with. Um, they give a he lot of dogs ecstasy, don't they? Well, they give the dogs. Sorry, they give the dogs drugs. Ecstasy. Well, they sit and they watch. They say it. So they do say ecstasy. They do, don't they? They yeah. say. Um, doesn't he say? Doesn't he just say they're in ecstasy? No, he says um, six hours, and we gave him a load of ecstasy or something like that. Just like what? Why do you just kill one dog? Dogs are good. Dogs are good. <laughs> <laughs> we took him out to the hacienda, gave him a load of drugs. Yeah, they they basically they yeah. get off Ian Curtis's grave. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I know your joy division. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why I said that. Sorry. Um, yeah, they, they, they watched them. If they you, watched if you were to, them. If you were to make a, a scientific experiment where you... Wa- no, that's a terrible idea because you would watch. But why would you want to watch dogs having sex? Well, they they were finding it quite romantic, weren't they? They were. They were enjoying it. It's like, now you'd want to go and have a look at their hard drive, wouldn't you? Well, I think this... <laughs> The subtext of that scene, if we may get uh, metatextual with the whole thing, I think please. I think, uh, I think someone open the window. It was really the unspoken love between the two characters that was uh, being discussed there in how romantic those dogs were rutting. Well, I was hoping that you know when someone uh, dies at the Oscar ceremony, they they have when a... they die at the Oscar ceremony. <laughs> I'll rephrase. I don't that. remember. I'll that rephrase one. that. Right. When someone has died. Yes. And at the Oscar ceremony, they show Comma, a clip. at the Oscar ceremony. They show a clip of their work. So, like, yeah. so yeah. Like if Clint Eastwood died tomorrow, they have him, like, with the imaginary chair. What? The Obama <laughs> speech, you know. What's that? You don't know the chair? Oh, the come imaginary on, David. chair. Sp- smell the coffee. Smell the coffee. No, shut up. Um, it's a really long conversation we'll do off my oh, We'll do off my yeah. Basically, Clint Eastwood tried to be politically clever by pointing at an imaginary chair and made himself look stupid. Oh, okay. Fine. I've lost everybody. Okay, good. I've no idea. Um, but I'm hoping happening. that when, my, when Michael Winner died for the obituary clip at the Oscars, there was the dogs fucking. <laughs> oh, wonderful! That'll be lovely. Just gonna be that or Chris Rear. Which would you rather have? <laughs> or just Which some would you stock have? footage of Scotland? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he was not involved in filming. <laughs> no, it wasn't there at all. No, I'd I'd rather have the dogs fucking definitely. Oh. Uh, so yeah, we get With dog sex sex. music, <laughs> and then his face just fades in. Yeah. <laughs> Great catering, though I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, imagine. yeah must have been just good a, catering. A quote underneath. Great That's catering. lunch, everyone. <laughs> and then, just for no reason, a picture of Debbie McGee. <laughs> I said for no reason. <laughs> I said no reason, all right, mm. if anyone's listening. Uh, so then they get a copy of the keys. They've got those kind of plasticky things. So they take a copy of the key. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, magic. Plastic. And then they decide to go into the bank to take the diamonds from the safety deposit box. Yes. But wouldn't you bloody know it, who's visiting, but the actual queen. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. And why is there a bank at Debenhams? <laughs> 
There is a bank at my dividends. <laughs> it's a sperm bank. It is. Uh, it's, <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. There's nothing there. There's just socks. Um, but yeah, the the actual queen, and it's the best queen look like I've ever seen in my life. She is the <laughs> best, I tells you. And the ADR on her is amazing. You can, it's, yeah. it's to the moment of her lips moving. They cut to the corgis. Oh hello, I'm the queen. Uh, uh, the queen. Uh, you don't shopping. you don't see her do the the cutting thing? Do you? No, With she's the, not doing that. She's no, shopping. She's, not, she's, she's just shopping. shopping. They've opened Debenhams oh, yeah, for her to shop. Just shopping. It's like partridge and that tandy. It is. That's a nice action. Maybe she's shopping. That's a very good action. <laughs> Maybe she's shopping for scissors. She can then go and open something else. I always think if the queen... Uh, no, the queen never is invited to actually officially close anything. I think she should be invited back to the thing she opened that has failed. I declare and then this laser quest <laughs> what she shut needs to down. Do, she needs to get the ribbon back up and then just sellotape it. One moment. Closed. Oh, it's so fiddly. But that should go all the way down the line, like Gary Wilmot going back to the off-license that closed that he opened <laughs> 20 years ago. I declare this off-license closed. Sorry, everybody. I failed you all. <laughs> you didn't buy enough tonic water. <laughs> Gary Wilmot. One for the kids. Yeah. This is going really well. Uh, so, to get away from the... Basically, the... Plot. Yeah, well, the Babastock and Hickler do turn up, and they get arrested for no reason... <sighs> yes. Oh no, they do because the policeman who is there. Sorry, there's a lot of people asleep out there. Sorry about this, everybody. Sorry. Are you asleep? They're having a lovely time. No, you're right. Good. Nobody Good. can answer Good. that question. Other well, than... the policeman's in on it, but yeah. uh, they get they decide to get in a taxi to get away from everybody, and they get in a taxi from 1978. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a humorous, dangerous punk, isn't it? I am a punk. It's 1990, mate. I don't care. I'm a punk. <laughs> I'm a punk. <laughs> And I'm I'm an American version of a punk. Yeah. Where Americans think punks are dangerous yeah. instead of just sort of shy nerds. You see, Winner had just come off of Death Wish 3, which is full of punks like this. Right. Oh, really? Who live in the inner city of New York, which was filmed in, like, Docklands or something. So he's left over from that. And not only that, but the, you get this joke where he's driving around in a, a, a tatty car. Michael Caine takes over and starts driving, and he's just as bad as driving, at driving. And then... And then the punk says, it's all right, I stole it. And I'm like, but that's a punk car. Who did you steal it from? <laughs> Who did you steal it from? Johnny Rotten. <laughs> Sid Vicious. I mean, Sid it, Viscous. If there's one thing punks are, it's seriously on brand. On brand. They love to be on brand, they do, don't they? they do. Johnny Rotten, what is the name of your car? It is my punk mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. It's called Anarchy and Anacar in the UK. <laughs> I saw I saw John Lydon. We all enjoyed John Lydon last year. Um, Isn't he a boring twat? Well, um, hey, how punk is that? Being boring. John Lydon was in a, a big music festival in Slovakia, and he bounded onto the stage when he was with Pill, and he just went, "Oh, I see. There's a rather large fence around us." <laughs> so all these Slovaks who were going, "We don't understand you already." <laughs> and he went, there's a rather large fence around you. Is that to keep us in or you out? And got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then went, yeah. I'm a warrior! <laughs> With his lisp and started. There was just like 4,000 Slovaks going, who is this prick? <laughs> it is the country life butter man. Yeah. <laughs> he just he loves like butter. His butter. Not enough pork inside. Not enough pork I in can it. say that because hey, I'm married to him. Hey. Many people will think that he has sold out for advertising butter, but in the advert he says he likes it. 
got around that one. <laughs> yeah. Many people will say, why are you selling out? I say, I'm selling butter because it's great. I'm the Thanks, same. Johnny. I'm the same with my adverts for BP. Yeah. Yeah. I just think they do really good work. Mm. Yeah. We're only halfway through my page. Oh, Christ. We need yeah. to Well, structurally, we are at the halfway point of the film as well. In the, they have achieved their goal, uh, yeah. reaching Alderaan. Yeah. But there is, <laughs> there is a twist in that, oh, we didn't reach Alderaan in the way we had planned. <laughs> and then we carry on. Yeah. I'm saying this film is structurally perfect. <laughs> well, we get, the, we get one of the best ADR moments in the film where we get everyone walking towards the station and Michael Caine says, you look great as mother and daughter. Don't know why you came here. <laughs> I he guess they're mother and daughter then. He couldn't remember his line, do you no. think? No, no, no. I, I think it was shot on a long lens <laughs> and they couldn't get the microphone, so they thought we'll pick it up in ADR. Right. It's fine. They, they that thought going. that a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> good God. Um, so they decide they, get the, they, they meet the CIA, who they get told is the Central Intelligence Administration. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why don't you say CIA? Everyone knows the CIA is. And you get this wonderful moment of direction where everyone's looking through these mini train carriages at the Science Museum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Had they not just taken a trip to York to go to the Railway Museum? This looked like the Science Museum to me. Okay. It had if you don't like this, we're going to go to the Jorvik Centre next. <laughs> it had a Gladstone. I tell you where it's good. We're having such a lovely day. Let's just get on the East Coast Line. We'll go to York. I know the bloke. He'll let us in. We can finish this scene in the railway museum. That sounds lovely. Is there a restaurant nearby? There's one or two, Michael, yes. I'm tired now. Boys, will you all just <laughs> calm down in our fictional <laughs> argument amongst themselves? This is like the exercise. Oh, I need a wee. I really would like to have some cheese. Where's Jenny Seagrove? <laughs> she has been, been looking at the for five minutes. That's not a proper vehicular edge. Just <laughs> all of you, will you just calm down for the purposes of our own fictional <laughs> entertainment? So, Sally Kirkland is having to pretend that a lady who uh, we'll find out later is important. Uh, yes. Uh, who is a CIA agent is to her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can tell you're all gripped. Well, it's because we cared about the characters so much by this point. That uh, finding so out that one of them may have a daughter, but we never discover whether they do. Well, it's just, a really poignant moment. I've just realised this is like you know in Crime Watch when they do a big robbery and someone tries to take down the guy. It's like afterwards, it's like the BBC have said, "Why don't we all sit down and talk about the crime?" <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not do that. Uh, so they're all they find out they're going to go on the Orient Express to Scotland. To Scotland, yes, yeah, which is what they originally wanted to do, but down yeah. to Venice. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. would you want to go to Venice when you can go to Scotland? Mm. <laughs> so they're going to go there, and and um, uh, Kane and oh god, I can't remember what they're called uh, Lipton and whatever the fuck Hoyt. Uh, yeah, Hoyt. They're going <laughs> to pretend to be um, Hitler and Babastock. Babastock. Yeah, and they're going to have some sort of auction for this new cold fusion that you talked about. Earlier. Open market, yeah. They're yeah, going to yeah. put it on the open market to uh, exclusively to cultural stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You say that, yeah. but there's a Chinese man there. There is a Chinese who is man, genuinely Chinese, who is genuinely layered and interesting. And it's not, it's not Bert Quark or it's, David Yip. It's so they were obviously busy doing definitely something. Definitely not Kato, this man who <laughs> yeah. jumps out of random <laughs> locations. To be fair, it was David Yip's stag night. <laughs> right. And Bert Quark was invited. So they only had one guy left. 
And he obviously couldn't speak English because he was dubbed all the way through. This. Yes, he was. He was yeah. yeah. What what a what a journey we've all been on. <laughs> uh, so they decided to go on the uh, Orient Express. Yeah, to the depot. Sorry, Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, wherever the up and down the road, wherever yeah. they go. And um, the best bit that I've written down here yeah. is that we meet uh, a, a man at the auction who looks a bit like a werewolf. Is that fair? I mean, Michael Caine says he looks like a werewolf. No, he says the werewolf couldn't make it, oh, doesn't yeah, he? Because he's implying they all look like monsters they do a bit. because they're not English. <laughs> I, I don't support that. I mean, that's what he's saying, basically. He's basically saying that, yeah. One of them looks a bit grisly, and the others look like men. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, the grizzly one, though. Yeah. He falls in love with a lady, doesn't he? With an infomaniac. Well, no, no, I was getting there. She's, he says... <laughs> oh, yeah, they uh, shag in a shower of bullets, don't they? Well, no, yeah. he says to really her, happy. He says to her, do you like me? And she says, deep sea fishermen throw back better fish, <laughs> but luckily for you, I am a nymphomaniac. Which implies she's had sex with a lot of fish, doesn't who, it? Who wrote that line? Michael Winner. It was, wasn't it? It was Michael Winner. <laughs> just what Jenny Seagrove said to me when I met her at the Groucho. show. <laughs> I once invited... <laughs> I can't even be bothered to do it. I once invited Claire Bloom over to my flat in Chelsea. But I didn't. I got that line from Eddie Kidd. <laughs> uh, so, they're all on this train. And... Um, Oh, we're on this train for like how long in the film? It's just never ending. It's the length of Thunderball. I it think is, we're on yeah. the train. <laughs> it is. You could almost call yeah. this film Train of Thought, couldn't you? <laughs> you could almost call it that. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but you get this wonderful scene where there's there's internet. Wonderful. Yeah, well, there is a wonderful scene based on. I want to imagine the ADR session. I mean, right. I might be jumping ahead slightly, but uh, uh, Hitler, or yeah. is it ba- no Barristock comes in and he poisons the. Uh, the olive, where the fuck is the lobster, lobster and caviar truffle oil? Thank you. Uh, another posh thing, crowns. Yeah. The lobster and caviar truffle soup. oil crown, just sort of soup that they've melted down into a soup. Yeah, um, sort of um, aioli soup. But there's a bit there where everybody drinks it, eats it, soup. Yeah, take your choice. And um, then there's some lovely ADR. It just goes. Oh, I think that's Michael Winner, don't I you? I think it is Michael. Let's go. Everybody else has gone home. <laughs> it's literally. Are you getting right, that done? And you people. Going, I thought that was. Just oh, the I don't feel well. I, th- I thought. I thought the critics had broken in and literally dubbed over a bit of the film. That was Roger Ebert. <laughs> well, he got a one star in Empire. Did and, it? Yeah. Uh, um, That's um, crazy. Empire magazine, and they said it couldn't even muster the lamest joke from a Carry On film or something. Wow. And he got fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Fifteen. They don't know what they're talking about. That's though. Pretty yeah. good. I mean, it's that, not bad, is it? That knocks most of Nicolas Cage's work out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> How good would he be in this? I mean, Nicky's I would Cage. like to see Cage as both roles. Yeah. Sorry, all four roles. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him as the dogs. <laughs> but just as a sort of Eddie Murphy cameo where they don't mention it, but he also plays the dogs. I'd like to see him doing that double back front flip he does on Wogan. That is incredible. And then and fucking then, a dog. And then throws money at the crowd yep. of people who probably live in Elstree. Yeah. <laughs> and that to me says I would happily fuck a dog. Right. Yeah, because he's on a lot of drugs. He's shirtless as well, isn't he? He is. Wearing well, no, a he leather takes, jacket. He's got a Wild at Heart t-shirt on, and he takes right. it off and gives it to Terry. And Terry's like, what do you want me to do with this? Right. And he's like, it's yours, man. 
I wonder if they're still Beautiful. in touch. I don't think so. Well, Terry's dead. Right. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage, Cage is, is dead weird, to us all. So, um, yeah. yeah. Nicholas Cage is direct to video. There's an amazing there. bit where Cage says something and Terry just looks at me and goes, Great. <laughs> <laughs> just dead in his eyes. <laughs> well, that's great. Oh, dear. But there's a great bit here where Roger uh, is, is on for some nookie. Right, as we yeah. said earlier, we've established that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Nineties, and uh, he get and, 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 and a sort of man from the train uh, company, <laughs> whatever they're called. He offers to open the door for him. What happens? He dies. His head it turns immediately into Formica. Yeah, uh, and then pops off in a cloud of smoke. Oh yeah. And Roger breaks the fourth wall as well as our hearts. <laughs> I've heard of leaving your head over a woman, but this. Doesn't Michael Caine do the exact same breaking of the fourth wall a bit later as well? Does he? Yeah, Does I think he say, everyone... it's my agent. Is that there? the bit where he goes, Fucking hell, I'm in this film! <laughs> Help! <laughs> Help me! <laughs> Get me out of the fucking thing that I agreed to do. Can I just say this is 26 years after Zulu? <laughs> Twenty-six years. Can I just 26 say, isn't years. it four years after *A View to a Kill* for more? Yeah, is that right. No, it's yeah, no, it's four. uh, this is five. nineteen ninety. Yeah. yeah, this is the same year as *Goodfellas* came out. Yeah, and the word was on. Right. Yeah. How is this film made in nineteen ninety? Can we ask Hufty? <laughs> <laughs> Channel Four had more on Butch Stanziger. <laughs> we were living the dream. Yeah. El Dorado was a few years away. <laughs> wow. Innocent times. Bugs was even further away. The crime traveller. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that path is well trodden. Get back you, to the film. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so, I don't know what that is. So is you don't remember the crime traveller? No. What, Michael French crime traveller? No, I don't oh, know what that is. Oh, wow. Hands up who remembers the crime traveller. One, two, two I only know it's Michael three. French crime traveller. Is it like Sliders? No, kinda. Better. It's Michael Fredge, who was David Wicks in EastEnders, mm. right? And he was a oh. detective who got to go and travel in time <laughs> and solve crimes. But he can only be solve in one crimes room. that they'd already solved, so he could go back and go. It was you. No, no, no. Because yeah, it's like Good Night Sweetheart but with crime instead of bigamy. Sounds yeah. great. Well, if he solved a crime that had been solved, that means he would have to done the crime, and then he's implicit no, himself. No, no, no. He'd go back. No, to I know that. No, no, just no. go. No, no. Please go on. I was just saying it was a rather good show. I liked it. It's I quite liked it as well. Sorry. No, okay. But I liked Moon and Sun. Oh, right. Well, you're an arse. So we, sh we should move on. Who remembers Moon and Sun? Nobody remembers. No one remembers. No, no one? No. Half? No. no. Yeah, just a terrible. sea of people trying to book tickets to Dignitas. Do you need tickets? Uh, oh, have you got... <laughs> no. Have you got any options? Who's it's sold out Dignitas? in June. <laughs> it's like Hamilton. No. I... Who's headlining Dignitas this year? It's Coldplay for a third year ah, running. God. Thomas Wolfe. Uh, <laughs> satire. Um, so there we go. They're on the train. Yes. And uh, everyone's had the shits. Yeah. And, and some um, people have exploded. Yeah. That, that guy who picks up the phone and the knife goes, who set oh, that up? Oh. Who between the smooth Englishman and the scientist <laughs> set up the thing that goes right in your mouth? That Is was Maureen Libman from the BT adverts. <laughs> right. Or Bob Hoskins from the It's Good to Talk adverts. It's tough to tell. But is it I, I've worked with Maureen. She'd definitely kill someone. Would she? Oh, really? Oh, my God. Is it supposed Can to... you edit this out? Is it supposed no. to be an area? Then I won't say it. 
from the phone, an aerial coming out. Yeah, it's an aerial that goes no, that's through what they, out of the that's mouthpiece what they of used. the phone. That's what they used, but I think it's meant to be a sort of spike. Spiky daggery thing. It's how they used to get people to listen to Capital. Right. Yeah. But he didn't look happy, did he? He died. No. Terrible. There's lots of death on this train. Yeah, I don't know why they thought they'd use that phone. No, it must have been for emergencies only. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so everybody comes onto the train, yes. and it's all sorts going on. And uh, it's like um, Patsy Kensit's on there. She, she is. is. She is. It's nice to see her very briefly. Yeah. Silence. Do you think it was a real dining car, and so he just invited his friends along for Definitely. a meal? This entire. There'll be some cameras around. <laughs> exactly. Don't just ignore them. We'll have a light lunch. A bit of plot might happen. I very much doubt it. <laughs> Roger and Michael might turn up. <laughs> Watch me drink this gravy boat. Oh, God. Michael. Eddie Kidd is going to be there. Yeah. It's quite like trading places, but without a gorilla, isn't it? It is. But with, instead of a gorilla, you've got Eddie Kidd. Yeah. And instead of a, a black top Dan Aykroyd, you, you have, have Roger Moore. <laughs> Apparently. As a lady. As a lady. Dresses up as an old lady at the end, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, so then we get the, the, the going to Scotland, and we, as we mentioned earlier, some lovely stock footage from about 1968. It's beautiful, yeah. yeah. Which has been colourised, which is a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously they were going to go black and white, but they thought we'd better colour it in. This film would be incredible in black and white. Mm. I can't Bullseye wait. Bullseye noir. I can't wait for the black and chrome re-release. <laughs> The vanilla edition. Of yeah, this as Michael would have really intended it. Yeah. When he spoke once to the lighting guy. <laughs> What's your name? John. Are you the one with the nibbles? That'll do. Oh, no, fuck off. It's like that Christian Bell round, but he's asking who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and I are going for lunch professionally. <laughs> For three years. <laughs> three years. <laughs> Barbados, Barbados, Barbados. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's like a, um, it's like at this point, you know, when they go to that Scottish castle, it's like the Beatles film Help, but it's been <laughs> written by a, a sort of idiot. Right. Yeah. It's like the Beatles film Help, but instead of <laughs> uh, John, Paul, George and Ringo, it's John, John, John and John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so confusing. There's agents in suits of armour. One of them needs a wee, but he's told he can't have a wee, so he has to wee himself in his uh, suit. And right. then those agents do nothing. They spend ages setting up a sequence where someone is attacked repeatedly by knights in a corridor. Yeah. And it never comes, does it? No. They're just there. <sighs> it's the American covert industry in the early 90s. Right. It's a waste, is what it is. It is but nothing. again, it's just with the film that they don't pay off any gag at any None. point. They don't follow any gag through. Well, Michael, to be fair, Michael Caine orders a steak <laughs> and some chips. Right, instead and of the And the haggis turns up and it explodes. Yeah. Right. Now, if that's not a gag... Well, that's like uh, Diamonds Are Forever but at the end as well, isn't it? Yeah. Had that come before or after this? That was definitely before this. Right. So Just because the haggis are you explodes, saying this film it steals? could have been the knife yeah. and fork was yeah. made of gas. His plate was an alien. No. It's just at this stage of the film, it doesn't matter. Oh, the train is the train now. It's um, 
Big Bertha. Yeah, it's fucking Big Bird. From uh, it's <laughs> everything at this point. The plot just falls away. Oh, hang on. Uh, uh, I don't have a gun anymore. I appear to have Sally Gunnell. It's just they just they just don't bother anymore with plot. At least everything they bothered to put ju- gun in the name. <laughs> yeah, well, I've tried to. Did keep it worse. It, it was. Bert it's just Lancaster. they abandon everything throughout the entire thing. What's it out the window? It's uh, weekend at Bernie's. I don't know. It hasn't been made yet. <laughs> it's just endless. No, had it been made? No, it hadn't been made. No, weekend. But the point is. Is at any point they go, oh, there's a, there's an idea that we could do something, and they just go bored with that now, and they move on to another. Well, because you get the kind of you get the, uh, the the joke about our room's very safe, and then next door fall down on the the, the yeah, balcony. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's good that. And then you get the, the the weird bit where they're like, right, we're gonna have to dress in kilts. The weird bit, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, they're announcing ADR, obviously. And like, then... I can't get this skirt on. And, and then they appear. And then they appear as if he hasn't uh, said that line at all. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and they appear as if to <laughs> welcome to the last act of the film. But in the background, we've got um, uh, Sally Kirkland, yes. not Gunnell. No. And uh, her daughter... No, it is uh, her daughter. No, no. no we don't know shush, that yet. Shush. Okay, well, we do know that, don't we? But We've talked about we, that. Yeah, we have, sorry. Uh, they're going to look at a tiny bank. That's right. Yeah. And there's a oh, tiny yeah. old man there. And there's also Apple a tiny bank. American man and his tiny wife who get pushed in the river by a Chinese man. <laughs> he is dead. And he says, he's running jokers, can I buy you lunch? He'd love to buy the, <laughs> he'd love to buy the man a drink who drowns his wife. And that, that's his motivation. And he is, he is the best well-drawn character in the film. He wants to drown his wife. He's basically Christie, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 He's Reginald Christie. Yeah. <laughs> if someone <laughs> pushed Reginald Christie's wife in a river, he'd say, Can I buy you lunch? I mean it would be very it would be a, a hack writer could make him just kill his wife the first scene he's in. <laughs> and we'd go, Yeah, fair enough. But he doesn't. He can't bring himself to kill his wife, but he is willing to buy a drink for the man. Yeah. Or happenstance <laughs> that kills his wife. It escalates though, because you get lunch, lunch as well. It you and say dinner. it escalates. It repeats. Yeah, but it um, notches up one time, doesn't it? One Drink, time and then lunch, repeats. Dinner. Yeah. And by the end, he's he's wanking off anybody, isn't he? A swan. A swan. Who yeah. looked funny at his wife. Well, well. Mm. There you go. So has the film ended? No, 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 no. So, 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 so no, Sally, no. Sally Kirkland and, the, no. and her daughter, in inverted commas, who is her daughter? Yes. They're going to find out about this bank now. They've got like a, they've got a phone number, mm. which it turns out is the combination to the safe. Oh. It's the phone number to the the building that doesn't exist in the village, which yes. is an incredibly visual thing to do in a film, isn't it? <laughs> Just explain some numbers we've never seen. See what you're what you're doing there is you're misunderstanding. Filmmaking. Am I? Yeah. Sorry, my mistake. So it's core level. So it. So Kubrick helped like this scene. (laughs) Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And someone else helped write it. Kubrick suggested two of the numbers that they used. Yeah. (laughs) But not the number two. (laughs) That was the numbers. When he answered his phone, he said his number, and then hung up. So they used that. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. So they're gonna they open this safe. Yeah. And in there is a small disc. It's a disc. Yeah. The sort of disc. thing you'd have got if you had an Amiga in the early 90s. It was. It was the disc from the beginning. Um, not to get into the science again. Bullseye. Bullseye. Yeah. 
It was the the disc with the science on it. Yeah. The everlasting energy. With the wet science. The it. wet science. Yeah. And it probably had Horace go skiing on it as well, Manic Minor. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't fit all of that on it. Of course it could. Yeah. It I took 15 these discs science, to play Monkey Island. These science for, boffins say. could do it. I mean, Fusion. These two, we, we have to, uh, you know, we can't ignore the fact these two are boffins. They are. Right. Unbridled boffins. I think yeah. they should have made a copy of that disc because they corrupt very easily on a metal surface. They do. Um, they, do. <laughs> they could have lost the whole thing. They could have. Yeah. But anyway, they find it, and then the Chinese man shoots through the door. He does. I'm sorry to call him the Chinese man, but he is just ill That is his only character yeah. trait, yes. Yeah, yeah. We're not one of our dinosaurs is missing. <laughs> um, and he comes in and he says, what's in the safe? And she says, there's nothing. Have a look. And then she kicks him in and locks the door. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Caine's coming, and you hear from ADR. But she doesn't really kick him in. She gently taps him, and then he yeah. provides the rest of the inertia. She then goes, oh, Kane. and he goes, oh, I'm going to now jump in of my own accord. Michael Caine then on ADR talk. says, what daughter? I haven't got a daughter. <laughs> and then he comes down, and they run away. And he opens the safe, and a Chinese man jumps out at him. Says, what What did they say? What, what did, did they, they say? say? Catchphrase. Which is his catchphrase, along yeah. with the American man who says, let me buy you lunch. Mm. At Dignitas. What did the <laughs> Chinese man want? He I've was asked He wanted the... to know what was said. Yeah. <laughs> At any point. Just to anyone. On any other He's film. He's like the bizarre column in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll never believe what they said. <laughs> I know, because I was there. Anyway, so they uh, then cut back to... There's all sorts of shenanigans here, isn't there? There's all There's sorts of too swapping. much going on. Someone too gets much. someone gets shaving foam in their face. Yeah. That's right. To hide the yeah. fact they're a double. Yeah. No. Michael Caine gets tied up on a sofa. Twice. Twice. Yeah. And that and the bit where they put a bit of cloth in your mouth and that immediately innate, you, you can't do anything about that. Like, and he takes like, out his like small. Spit it out. He takes his small chisel out of his pocket. That's right. <laughs> it does some. And uh, basic if only Stephen Milligan MP could have done that. Hmm. It's like with a shaving foam. I got a shaving foam in the face. There's nothing I can conceivably. Oh, hang on, I have hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's all. But it gets very confusing to describe at this point because you get the doubles interacting with one another mm. constantly. Yeah. To the point where they've made it really hard for me to sort of go into it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Michael Caine even gets confused at this point. He does, and he, he says that in the narration, and right. he laughs. He does, he does yeah. laugh. But he also <laughs> gets hit in the face with swords. This film is shit. Yeah. We, basically what I he's think said. at that point he's going, sorry about this, everyone, but I did need a new gazebo, <laughs> which is why I did this fucking film. <laughs> well, he's got the Joys to Revenge house and That's the Bullseye right. yeah, gazebo. Yeah, he's living on that. Yeah. But and he's got the Blame It On Rio shed. I lost quite a lot of money to playing Canasta. <laughs> Who who's that? Is that a film part? No, no, that's the um, the game Canasta. That was like shingles. No, it's not like shingles. That's a medical condition. Yeah, not I a thought game. Canasta was shingles. A game to you, John? Wow. Well, <laughs> give me three people. people, and I will show you. He's played Canasta with Omar Sharif. He lost a lot of money. You had to do the film. Omar Sharif hit Ian Jury. Really? Yeah. On Anyone purpose? heard this story? Under what circumstances? Yeah, we need context, Omar Sharif context. and Ian Jury met each other in a pub, and Ian Jury said something bad to Omar Sharif, and Omar Sharif hit him. Ooh. Did he say, hit me with your... No. 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 With your weaker arm? With, with your, your weaker arm. Sharif stick? With your Sharif stick. No, I don't think so. You'd have to look it up on the internet. I'm not Google, sorry. But it's an interesting story. Anyway. <laughs> so... 
Where were we? Shenanigans on train. We don't know what's going on. Well, we got off. Yeah, we've got a chase. There's a, there's a car and a motorbike at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, the real the real Hitler and... Uh, sorry, the real Hitler and... Um, and uh, Rick and staff. Uh, yeah. They ta- steal a... Um, <laughs> they steal a Tavistock. Volkswagen Golf Convertible. Right. Available at your nearest Volkswagen Golf Convertible dealership. Right. And they go off. And then just luckily behind that is a motorbike. Yeah, that Sydney Lume and um, <laughs> Daniel Kalua Kalua get get on the motorbike, and they chase after them, and there's all sorts of shenanigans. Well, there's a chase. You don't need me to tell you. There's a very small chase. <laughs> well, they go over a rooftop. That's yeah, but right. they do that willingly. Yeah, <laughs> they true. drive up the side. Is maybe a fire engine, a truck, and like, well, what like, are we doing? This with the choices I've just made. Yeah. And they, they drive up the side of a house. And they land on it, the real... Uh, on them! Hitler I tell you what, stuff. Roger, I won't hit the brake because there's a chance we'll hit the bad guys on the other side of this house. <laughs> well, I, I, I hope that the moving tyres don't do too much damage to their faces. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. Can I, can I also say around this point as well, we get to understand the measure of the man of Michael Winner because even when Moore and uh, Kane are wearing uh, kilts, we get lots of upskirt shots, don't we? We do, we do. Yeah. You nearly see their balls. No one wants that. But they land right on them in a convertible. On their ball? Well, one of them might It's a 20-foot drop. Yeah. Onto their doppelgangers, yeah. They would be dead. They would be split in twain. They would. Cleft in twain. Twixt and fro. Right. Thanks, thank you. He did it better. We let it out. Um, but there they are. They're with them at the end. And wouldn't you know it, but Sally Kirkland and her daughter arrive, mm. in inverted commas, and the real uh, Hitler and Rickenstaff grab them, right? Yes. And they're holding them captive. Yes. And, but luckily, as we saw earlier... because Michael Caine has an incredible train of thought. <laughs> and that is to use some darts. And put one directly into the eye. This film should be called Darts in the Eye. <laughs> No, this film should be called Bullshit. <laughs> as well we all know. Same sort of thing, really. <laughs> but luckily he has, a, as I say, a train of thought, and he reveals he has two darts. Yeah. One goes in Michael Caine's, uh, sorry, um, Hitler's nose. That's right. And one goes in Rickenstaff's um, hand. hand. Oh, it's all went in his eye. No. It in his eye. It's called Bull's Nose. He was just willing that to yeah. happen. All right. And luckily, yeah. just at that Bulls moment, the, the CIA turn up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. and arrest them, no. those double-crossing bastards. Yeah. What you'd want at that moment is the Rottweiler to turn out from earlier and, and sort of start having sex with No, H- I, I think they stuff. need to have moved that relationship on. I think the Rottweiler should have arrived with the princess from Dog Tanyon in a veil. Oh. Just going, oh, are you guys honeymooning here too? I would have liked the Rottweiler to be there fucking the end credits. <laughs> well, every word. Every single... Every word. Got Dotting like the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the end credits. They f- fall Fucking down the, the screen. Tees. Fucking the T's, yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah. That's and a Cronenberg thing, isn't it? <laughs> and Cronenberg the, did bullseye. The, the CIA say, let's screw over everyone for everyone. no reason. Everyone. And then um, the daughter of... Uh, daughter of the jizzy cloth that Michael Caine and Roger Moore spaffed into... In 1967, I think it is. I 68. Think no, she was born in 68. Oh, yeah, The Summer of Love. Can you imagine The Summer of Love was two years in this film. 
They're both wearing slacks. It, yeah. They were, they twice say the summer of love was 67, and then yeah. she was born in the summer of love in 68. Yeah. Summer the of long love. Long, long summer. summer. Roger Moore, the summer of love is the summer of love. I think the uh, blue safari suit. <laughs> hey, daddy-o. He was such a hippie, Roger Moore, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Such a hippie. Yeah. Such a hippie. Um, yeah. And so they go to Barbados after the no, film. No, 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 before that, before that, before that. You what get happens? the best moment in the whole film, right? We have the darts moment, right? Right. right. And then they get down to a pub. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah, there's another and, ending. And, and, and the CIA <laughs> yeah, lady. So, so Sally Kerrigan's daughter, they come oh, in and say, we've got yes. the diamonds. And we get Nicholas Courtney saying, fuck. I don't want the Brigadier from Doctor Who saying that, so um, no. let's move on Is that on who that. that is? That's yeah. the Brigadier from Doctor Who. Right. Uh, do- listen. The head of unit will not wander around saying fuck. What, he do- would not F and Jeff. Is that who he's playing in this as well, though? Yes, yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. canon. Yeah. Still it's bullseye canon. Still the same. Still the yeah, same. It's canon. Yeah. So, still the same. So he's really, he can tell diamonds, the Brigadier. I think Pertwee borrows the bike yeah. after <laughs> and uses that. Right. And then um, Sarah Jane falls down a very steep hill, which isn't a <laughs> steep hill. It's a Five Doctors reference for you there. It is. It's good. Hey! <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. I like well, this audience. If you, don't like this, if you don't like that reference of the councillors of fools. Hey! No. 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 They didn't like that one. Change, my dear. <laughs> anyway, not, not the Doctor Who podcast is finished. <laughs> um, so they come in and they say, we've got the diamonds, right? Yes. And Sally Kirkland's daughter yes. throws a dart... And believe it or not, it's a it goes right in the bullseye. Right, bullseye. Right? And Michael Caine pronounces, that's my daughter. Because and Roger Moore turns to the camera and says, funny, I thought she was my daughter. Because it is Roger Moore's daughter, the actress. is Deborah oh, Moore. Oh, is that yes. what that yeah, line is? Yeah, genuinely his daughter. Oh. Genuinely his daughter. So we've got an in-joke in there. Yeah. Right. Ah. And oh. I tell you what, this is the second film I've watched in a fortnight that's got a Moore child in it. Fire Ice from Dynamite has got his son in it. Yeah. Someone put their hand up. Oh, that's the film he did before Bullseye as well. Yeah. More uh, after that he did I have uh, regretted all my choices. What's the film he did after Bullseye was uh, Bed, and Bed and Breakfast. Bed and Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. So RIP Rog. Anyway, yeah. so we then cut to the Bahamas and my best fact about the Bahamas is that Michael Winner decided to take Michael Caine and um Roger Moore there. And Jenny Seagrave. Funny that. <laughs> and John Cleese happened to be there on holiday. So they were like, let's get John Cleese in. All we've got is a camera. Yeah. We'll give John Cleese a dictaphone to hold. So if you if you notice, John Cleese is holding a book. Yeah. Behind that's a dictaphone, right? It's a, it's a microphone. It's, it's possibly the only piece of trivia on IMDb about yeah. this film. Yeah. Is that uh, it's the smallest ever crew for a feature film is on that scene. Which is Michael Winner held the camera. The DOP held the reflector rather than the camera. Well, apparently they started the other and way around and Michael Winner couldn't do the reflector properly. Right, that makes sense. Plus so also it was 10 minutes to lunch, so right. obviously they had to get through that. All I can there? think about is crab. <laughs> All of his saliva was running down the lens. And, um, and do a lovely Cleese, duck in the restaurant up the top of the dune. <laughs> John Cleese is doing the best to point a microphone inside a book at his own face. And guess what? They fixed it in ADR. Yeah, they fixed that. it. You'd never know. <laughs> and then, all, and then you get a lovely bit of narration at the end where they say, "Oh, it wasn't John Cleese; it was someone pretending to be John Cleese." And then on. that same pretty couple walk past the camera again. Yeah, Do you notice that. And Michael Caine is still doing exposition. 
yeah. the end credits of roll. the film. Right, so what, what happened in this film was... still doing exposition. Right, I know it hasn't been satisfactory so far. Sorry but, about that. So I, I've learned a thing off Danny Boyle. <laughs> if you could say the first lines of the film at the end, that feels in some way satisfactory. <laughs> Choose life. Choose, Choose dogs. dogs it, it is chosen. Fuck Jesus. off. <laughs> Literally. Oh, and also the, the, the perfect fusion. Uh, who the British government buy. Who? What, which the British government buy. They turn it on and it explodes. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Himmler oh, and right. um, Rickenstaff. There's another ending. Yeah, I'd yeah, forgotten. And prison are like, oh, well. Yeah. So, I'm not that good at my job. Yeah. That's his... So the entire Hello, film has been pointless. Yeah, yeah. The MacGuffin may as well <laughs> have been a demo for sensible soccer. <laughs> In fact, yeah. it may as well have been that Christmas free disc of unsensible soccer yeah. where you could play l- lemons versus oranges yeah. with both teams had pairs in goal and you kicked an acorn around. But the point is when you played that game you left with a smidgen of dignity. That's right. Yeah. Whereas this you did not. No. This is like uh, going back to the Shawshank Redemption this is like crawling through that pipe of shit mm. and coming out of the end and going I just watched Bullseye. <laughs> Or coming out the other end and just going, I'm in my prison cell again. Yeah. And Michael Cage going, and now you have to do it again. I can't believe he crawled through that pipe and then he back in his prison cell. We thought it was so funny. Bullseye. Bullseye, ladies and gentlemen. Bullseye, everyone. But this is towards the end of the podcast. But I thought, because we've already done the questions before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought... We could have a sort of Q&A thing, but I've got prizes. Ooh. Yeah. Listen, one of you very lucky people are going to win the chance to walk away. <laughs> okay, so I've got Bullseye. Woo! I have got Fire, Ice and Dynamite. Wild Geese 2. Ooh. Taffin. 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 That's the one. That's the precious. And they're all signed by nobody. But with Bullseye, you get this tiny booklet that <laughs> in the box. So, what I will say is, uh, has anybody got a question? Yes. This is like an audience with. It is, isn't it? You are an excellent entertainer. <laughs> I just like to know how Am good you are. Yep, you're on. John. Yeah. There have been something like about 35 made-up film titles now. Uh-huh. And I know because I've done the posters for all of them. Yeah, James, I should say, everybody, if you <laughs> oh. follow Smash Bros, James does all the posters for them. Oh, well done. Some, they're amazing. And they are amazing. Thank you. So, what is Can I your get paid? best made-up <laughs> Bond movie title? Oh, Jesus Christ. Not that. Uh, I get all sorts of trouble. And considering it's a bullseye, and I can't find the font, if you can use as many letters from the word bullseye as possible, that would really be helpful. <laughs> Let's have a look at it. Uh, I've got a very visual imagination. I might get David to help me with this one, because he's very so what good at it. what do we need? We need a word that uh, uses those letters. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, there's none. There's not a single <laughs> what word. What about lub-yes? <laughs> Lubes. Lubes. 
Or Lubesy. Lubesy. There we go. <laughs> Michael Caine and Roger Moore in Lubesy. Good. <laughs> Sold. Good. Anybody else got a question? Thank you very much. Um, I just wanted to the panel think the combination lock thing was a sex joke because it was 69. Nice. Interesting. It must have been. Yes. Are you the only one who picked that up? Yeah. It was six or nine, which is different to 69, isn't it? Not in Michael Wynn as well. No, you're right. Yeah. You're Tonight, right. my darling, well, are they going to do a six or a nine? We will not do both. <laughs> one of us will be a nerd throughout. <laughs> one of us will be the six, one of us will be the nine. We'll be in separate rooms. Tonight, t- tonight we will do a six, I think. I bet he's done a one and a nine. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Any other questions? Oh, you got another question there. Sorry to make you run around with a microphone. I'm so British. Uh, you're, you're stuck on a, on a desert island with James Bond 007, played by Roger Moore. Uh-huh. Uh, Simon Templer, the saint, played by Roger Moore. Mm. Roger Moore in obviously Hijack. <laughs> Roger Moore in The Persuaders. Roger Moore as Lord Baverstock from Bullseye. Mm. And Roger Moore as well. Other, other fuck characters playing in Bullseye. Which of you do, do you appoint as your leader to you know, help you for this island? And which of them do you eat first? Okay. Well, that's um, a shame we don't have Roger Moore from Spice World because he would be a fantastic leader. I would definitely have uh, 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 Folks as the one I'd eat first <laughs> just because he's the worst person in the world. <laughs> but as leader, I'd probably have... Did you say Roger Moore is James Bond? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd have Bond as the leader because he'd probably score some women somewhere along the line. <laughs> yeah, he'd get us out of there, wouldn't he? He'd um, have some something up his sleeve, literally, from Q... But folks is the worst man in the world, so I'd definitely kill him. Anyone else? No, I think that question was actually properly directed at you. Was it? As, as you, well, you're normally the person okay. who creates that question, so okay. I think that's very Fine. well. Anybody else with a question? Oh, Rogue. hello, hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, there was a line at the end of the movie, uh, John Cleese. There's a line what? at the beginning of the movie, and we all crossed it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're never coming back from this. No. Um, John Cleese on the beach at the end, he said something about what's the area code? Oh, yeah. Oh. Does anybody know what the fuck was going on? <laughs> what? And then he tried to remember it, didn't he? Yeah. He didn't write it in his book, I noticed. Um, yeah, what was that about? I wonder if that was just an in-joke or something. That, well, he was trying to foreshadow them. that he was going to steal all of their money. Yeah. But I don't know how. He was going to hide it as a postcode. Well, we, we haven't really encountered the I don't know how problem throughout the <laughs> That's film. That's true. Have we? That's so. true. No, no sir, oh. your 69-based <laughs> obsession, we might have to bring down the fourth wall at some point. Right. I think it was John Cleese asking for the number of a cab company Literally, from the ADR suite. Just, What's the local area code? I'm going to go home They just now. left the camera running. He thought the, the, the shot was over. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Like, where are we? Where the fuck are we? Can you get us out Great. of here? And they just love that take. They did. So they used it. John is so funny. I've just remembered a bit that did it happen or, or did it not happen? <laughs> okay. When, when Michael Caine discovers Cold Fusion at the beginning, uh-huh. some Spanish words appeared on the screen. That w- did anyone else notice did that? They? What was that? Did you watch that on... The, on iTunes? No, just then. Oh, uh, was it? I say just I went then. For a week. Hours ago. <laughs> what would some Spanish words be? Did anyone notice Spanish words? Yeah. Was it? Was it? The Spanish title oh, wow. of Bullseye. 
you think they'd have a title for it, wouldn't you, with bulls? <laughs> El Treno de Thoto. El Treno de Thoto. Yeah, yeah. So racist. Right, wow. any more questions? Because we've had four. Oh, we've got two more. Bloody hell. Okay. This is going to take a while to figure out. Oh. Thanks. I'm not sure if it's a question or an observation, but I couldn't believe that you skipped over what, for me, was the highlight of the film. Oh, God. <laughs> Which was when Michael Caine is on the train and supposed to be in character undercover and supposed to be not drinking. Yeah. And he starts, he calls out for a kind of pina colada and a pineapple or something. Yeah. And says, that's my drink. And then he just starts groping women. <laughs> and then just starts sc screaming uncontrolled. Well, you see, you think that's funny, but in a post-Weinstein world, it's not funny. It's hilarious. No, it's haunting. It's, it's disgusting. I mean, all we needed was a pot plant. So... I think we did right staying away from that, don't you? Yes. It's not that we forgot about it. No. It's just that in a post-Weinstein world, it's not funny. Does he have a uh, Bahama Mama in every film he's in? <laughs> Bahama Mama. Who, Kane? Yeah. Or Weinstein? I think it's part of the rider. <laughs> part yeah. of the Do Bahama Mamas, please. Sean Ryder. Thanks. <laughs> 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 that reminds you of one word. I just heard Ryder and said Sean Ryder. Ryder, Sean Ryder. Uh, next question. Night Ryder. Um, <laughs> it's like It might just have been me, but did anyone notice the similarities or kind of the rip-off tendencies with A Fish Called Wonder? Yes. Uh, oh, because yeah. the music, music was the yes. music was John Dupre, John who yeah. Dupre yeah. for Fish Called Wonder. There was the scene with the Yorkshire Terrier, which is very reminiscent of the scene with Michael Palin when he's trying to kill the Yorkshire Terrier. Dog fucking. The sort of sort of running around sort of little Venice, similar yeah. to a Fish Called Wonder, and then sort of John Cleese. I, it, to me, it felt like that. Some Michael, pulleys outside Michael, of a house. Yeah. yeah that yeah. never yeah. actually yeah. ever happens. Yeah. 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 Well, Fish Called Wonder came out in '88. Right. And I'm thinking that Michael Winner must have gone to see it in the cinema. And, and then. I'll, I'll have a bit Police of Academy films. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Michael Winner saw it in the cinema. I think he had restaurant next to the cinema. <laughs> he and just tried to absorb sounds. the film by osmosis. He ate it. He got someone to make it as a dinner and he ate it instead <laughs> of watching it. And then he passed it onto 90 pages of A4. Onto Jenny, <laughs> onto Jenny Seagrove. No. Hey. No. Right. Any further questions or are we good? Oh, we've got one more question. Okay. Yes. What film is worse? Than this film. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's a good question. A Give all the prizes to him. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, That's we, really I'll hard. See what, see what? As a fun little bit, should we just say one film each that we think's worse than this? I can think of one. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me think. No, you go first. No, no. I, I that, that that was the first time I saw that. So, you know no, what? I went so, to, yes. I, I, I'm gonna I, say. I go on. I, hmm. I think no. The room is is the room's not, no. unintentionally enjoyable, and I think moments of this are similar. Yeah, I would say the film Dark Shadows oh, is the, the worst oh, thing I've ever seen. I'm going to say Contact. I went to the cinema with uh, someone to go and see Contact, and that's one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. I just remembered Spawn. Oh, do you remember mm. Spawn? Oh, so Michael Winner's estate. If you're out there. These films are better than, are worse than Bullseye. So, yeah. not the worst film ever. No. 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 You're close. Yeah. But you're not, you're not. So, any other questions before I give these prizes away? Good. So, which question do you think was the best? The last one. All right, Chris. There. Hey! Come. Chris, you like get to, to decide who to give the prizes to. Oh, hang on. That'd be terrible. There you go. You've won 
amazing amount of films. Four, four of them. They're yours. So, and uh, I just like to conclude this evening by saying thank you all for coming. Uh, thanks for sitting through Bullseye. Thanks for uh, uh, joining in with the podcast. So, thank you. And thank you to David and Paul, obviously. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.